Welcome back to another episode of another bourbon show. Uh, we've been, fuck, we've been on here for 45 minutes talking about shitty movies. Um, some really bad movies, to be honest with you, um, but entertaining movies. Uh, but we decided it's time to time to drink. And tonight we're going to be drinking one of my low-key favorites. Like, I really love this one. Uh, it's one that I really do think is extremely underrated. Um, it's an MGP product that is actually MGP. It's Rossville Union Barrel Proof. Uh, so this one is 112 proof. Uh, comes in at about $60, I think. Uh, okay, around 70, I guess, uh, but 112 proof. Uh, Rossville Union comes out in a couple different versions. There's bottled and bond, there's small batch, and there's, I think there's small batch, and there's barrel proof. Uh, before we do anything else, Stephen, what do you think of this label? I think this label looks pretty good. It's it's a little simple. Um, right off the bat, I think it looks a little similar. It has that kind of almost belt buckle type look to it that I think is similar to uh, like, a, like a Jack Daniels barrel proof. It's like a single barrel barrel, barrel proof almost. Um, that kind of look to it. And... I think it's, I think it's pleasant, but this is one that I know that I've passed up multiple times on the shelf, um, because it just blends in something about Rossville as a name. It doesn't, it doesn't evoke anything for me as just the, an average person. Um, so I think I'm just giving this one a straight five. I think it's not bad. I don't want to give it anything under a five, but I think I'm going to five just because it's, I know that I've passed over this one. And it just kind of feels very basic to me. Um, nothing really makes it stand out that much. Uh, it's one of those again that I rate the, I rate the label, but the bottle I think does look nice. Um, I don't know. I think the glass, I think the glass of the bottle does a lot of the work for it here, and it just, it just looks okay to me. Uh, Ryan, anything you want to add? I feel like it's a uh, mix of a Woodford Reserve bottle and a Jack Single Barrel bottle in one. Kind of got the front Jack Single Barrel look to it, and then a hybrid Woodford bottle that's taller and skinnier. Okay, it says Rossville on the, in glass on the side. Yeah, that matters. That's what I was saying. Like I think the glass yeah. does a lot of work for it there, but yeah. I don't rate that. Okay, so uh, MGP. They uh they blend two of their products together for Rossville Union. Uh, they they blend uh, parts of their ninety five rye five percent barley mash bill, just re- often referred to as ninety five five, and then they also uh, mix that together with their barley rye, which is their fifty one percent rye, forty five percent corn, four percent barley mash bill. Uh, they. Merge that together, and that is what creates Rossville Union. I don't know the the breakdown on percentages, like how much of it is ninety five five, how much of it is their barely rye. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, have y'all ever? Yeah, Stephen, you said you've passed it up before, but you don't think you've ever had it, right? I don't think so. It's possible Ryan, in some bar, but I don't think same, so. Yeah. So Ryan, this being Sazerac, or not, not not a Sazerac product, there's no chance you've ever had it. We already know that. <laughs> hey, I sell other things. Yeah, but that's but you only drink. 
<laughs> Sazerac products, it seems. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, he's turned into a little bit of a Heaven Hill boy, too. What are you talking about, dude? I got stumpies right here. Unless he sold the them show. to Sazerac. He didn't. Not Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, worst case scenario, Steven, is we'll have a kick-ass episode and you'll just delete the motherfucker. So, like... Yeah. Let me like, let me just go ahead and say that was no accident, okay? Yeah, I don't figure. I figured it wasn't. You, you would take <laughs> the best episode we've ever had, bar none, <laughs> and you would accidentally delete it. Like, what the fuck, dude? Well, that now was, I, that was the best we've ever done. I broke the seal now, and so I have this in my back pocket anytime I want. And I'm just like, I sit down to edit the episode, and I'm like. You know what? Nah. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I I like doing it. I will do it again. I will delete any episode I feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just crazy because it was our Pappy 23 year episode. <laughs> yep. Our listeners uh <laughs> listeners we apo- we apologize, but Stephen had a he had a Ryan sized fuck up. But at least Stephen took some, you know, took the blame for it, accepted responsibilities. He didn't have his dad come in to fix the problem. <laughs> when does he ever? I don't understand. Oh my god! The fact that you don't even know. <laughs> you know, I felt bad about it for like a millisecond, and I was like, "Man, Ryan does literally nothing for us." <laughs> I was like, I made it 90 episodes before accidentally deleting an episode. I don't, I don't care. It is what it is. I got a mic. I got a mic and a webcam now, dude. That is true. You did the bare minimum. That is true. <laughs> but, you know, so we reviewed Oak and Eden and the people didn't get to see that. Yeah. And uh, I've tossed, I've, I've tossed the bottle because I killed it that night. Um, So I can't like display it. Should, I can put it right here. I'll put it okay. here. And then I'll put our, our reviews right here. And then you can see that you didn't really miss a phenomenal one. But I thought it was an interesting episode because they had the, the spires in there. You yeah. Know? And it turns out that's kind of mostly what their whole brand is. It seems like right now anyway, based on that bottle. Yeah. So that was our kind of our thoughts in a nutshell, I guess. Our Yeah, our thoughts were essentially not worth the price yeah cheers cheers what do you think of that nose (laughs) 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 that was funny it's definitely like sweeter like i get a lot of vanilla Mm -hmm. almost like a cream soda-esque-ness to it as well yeah i was gonna say there's like it cream soda, big red. I was smelling that. I don't get big red, but I do. I get. I definitely get cream soda. And I'm not saying you're wrong, Stephen. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not wrong, but like I said, <laughs> I told you you're not wrong. <laughs> we understand that dude. sensitive bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious your thoughts on this one, Ryan. Uh, Rossville Union, because I know you're a big fan of the Confederacy. 
<laughs> wow, dude. Uh, Ryan, why are you putting the stars and bars up? Why, <laughs> why, why would you do that? I don't know, man. How do you have that just tucked away under your desk all the time? Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, super flavorful, though. Right out of the gate. Yeah, a ton of flavor immediately. I do get that, but it's a lot of richness and creaminess. I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't think we'd get another rye that was as like chocolatey, like nutmeggy. It's very sweet and decadent and not knowing anything about the brand prior to tonight. I saw the bottle and kind of judged it by its cover, but I did not expect the decadence that this has. Yeah. You, so when you, when you're grabbing a rye, especially a high rye, right? Like, I mean, like this has got a, even if you even if it's 50 50 mashup matchup you're at 75 percent rye essentially you don't expect it to have the vanilla flavors that come out of it and the fruit flavors that you get from it and like there's like a depth of flavors as well there's like layers of flavors and um yeah i just Glad to hear you guys say that. Like you smell the cream soda and then you taste it and you're just like, oh, it's that strong. Like there's so much vanilla in it that it gives it that cream soda type smell even like it permeates out of it. Yeah. Nice long finish. There's something on the finish. I don't love. There's some note that's a little funky to me, but I can't quite place it. Um, what is it? What like what what a similar type note? It's a slight. It's almost like an over oakiness that I get. It doesn't last that long. It does go away, but it is there for a minute. Um. Yeah, it's strange. I typically am not bothered too much by oakiness, but I would say about three-fourths of the way through the sort of experience, I just get something that kind of flashes and goes. But overall, I find the, the finish pleasant too. It lasts forever. And one of the things that I've always been impressed with by the, the barrel proof is that, I mean, it's 112 proof, which is, that's up there. Like, but you don't, but it doesn't like punch you in the face. It doesn't punch you in the gut. You get a long hug. You get a long finish. You get the complexity, but it's not harsh. It's a great example of like burn versus warmth. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, there's no harshness to it whatsoever. It, it reminds me a little bit of Jaeger, actually, in that way. That Jaeger, you wouldn't say it was like it burns, but there's something about Jaeger where it just sticks mm-hmm. in your throat and everything. It's a similar feeling on the throat feel. The color is not, it's not too dark either, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, for a higher barrel proof, um, it would be a little darker, but I guess it's a ride too, so it might not always be the case. But 
you know? There's somebody I used to confuse with Mandy Moore all the time. I can't remember who it is now. But Mandy Moore is like one of the most, I always forget Mandy Moore as a person, you know? <laughs> she seems very ro- robotic. I'll put it. Yeah. Like that stupid NBC show, This Is Us. Like we watched the first, yeah, we watched the first season, but it's just like, God, she is just so unlikable. You know, there's just something about her. Like a robot, like very robotic. I figured she was a youth minister somewhere. I didn't think she was in entertainment anymore. She opened for Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. Saw the Backstreet Boys and Mandy Moore was the opener. You saw the Backstreet Boys? When I was like eight. How have we not talked about this before? Who'd you go with? What was this? Tell the whole story. Oh, it was, I think my mom and dad took me and then. You just went with your mom and dad to a Backstreet Boys concert? I was eight years old. Which one did you jack off to after the show? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kevin. (laughs) 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 Who was the dumb looking one? Howie or... I don't know any of them. Yeah, I well, I know um, Nick Carter, and that might be the only one whose name that I know. Brian was he the other one? Nick Carter was that part sounds of them? right. I think it's Brian. Right. You Kevin know, left. So there was Nick Carter, Howie Duro, AJ McLean, Brian Latrell, and Kevin Richardson. So here's what's crazy to me. Tell me. These guys don't look like they could have been cast in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> they could. Maybe that's who, maybe they modeled the characters off them. Like, like that is 100% Jim Carrey, uh, Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah, that's a I straight bowl cut. I also feel like the Kevin dude could have been like. Which one is Kevin? Kevin's the, well. I got all the cameras right here. I think Isn't he's the one, one in the corner. Yeah. I feel like he's like Patrick Sharp's long lost brother. Who's Patrick Sharp? Played for the Blackhawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel so, like they look a lot alike. One of them, I think, didn't didn't Nick date Britney Spears before Timberlake? Or am I crazy? I, know, I could. I don't know. Huh. Let's see what the Googler says. I could be wrong. This is going back like 20 years. If Annie would. Oh. Uh, it looks like they did. Nick this is the kind of also thing. dated Paris Hilton. One thing I'll say about Ryan is on this like celebrity dating thing, he never misses. Have you noticed that, Dan? Yeah. I would never have bet against what he just said. Or, or or soft drinks from the mid nineties. Yes, don't do it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a losing battle. But I always feel like they're like you know stayed in their level of fame, right? Yeah. Like Christine Aguilera should have been with someone in NSYNC, and then Britney Spears, someone in Backstreet Boys. But I feel like that was the hierarchy. But then Timberlake just took off, and that's what, so that's exactly what I was where I was going. So like Backstreet Boys was initially bigger than in sync right i think they always not oh i mean and sync had some big hits too but i feel like backstreet boys definitely owned and sync through the years when they were both together but solo wise no one comes close to different like well and so did in sync have any other heartthrobs other than justin timberlake 
JC Chazé. He was he was a heartthrob. Yeah. Okay. And then they kind of had their version of Howie, which was Joey Fatone. Yeah. And then Lance Bass. Okay. You know, y'all more into Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera, no question. Yeah. I was Britney back then for sure. I I don't get to bring this up often, so I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. But on the, there was a recent shuttle that SpaceX sent to the space station, the International Space Station. And it was called like the, they call it like the Red Dragon or something like that. Right. I forget exactly the name of it, but whatever, like one of the last one was that they sent the astronauts up to the International Space Station. Supposedly, Lance Bass was originally supposed to be on that flight as part of some sort of promotion or something like that. But last minute, he could not go. Maybe COVID protocols or something like that. He wasn't able to go. And so they had, but you know, whenever they do all the the numbers and all the math to work out the, um, you know, logistics for sending the shuttle into space, they have to account for the weight of everyone on board. Mm-hmm. And so when Lance Bass backed out at the last minute, it's a little fun fact I heard that they actually had like barrels of water or something like that on board to represent Lance Bass's weight. <laughs> That's funny. So I always wanted to like, I'm like, I would buy on on eBay if they put up like the Lance Bass barrels, I would totally buy that just to have, <laughs> just have a weird spot in your basement where people are like, well, there's barrels over there. That's Lance Bass's body weight in water. <laughs> so, so there's some other history with Lance Bass going to space. He was supposed to fly to space with the Russian Space Administration, the Russian Space Agency. Back in 2002, he was going to fly from Kazakhstan, boosted by corporate sponsors. But the TV sponsors and producers failed to raise $20 million, so the Russians kicked him off the crew. Wow. Is he just a space lover or something? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not confusing those. You see both of those instances, Ryan? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> huh. Well, what do you say we rate this, son of a bitch? Let's do it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I really like to, um, actually, I've had two sips of this. It's a, uh, a, a cherry vanilla cream drink, right, that I was drinking earlier today. That was really good. So kind of piggyback off that. That's probably um, why you thought it tasted like cream soda. No, I mean, I, I drank some water between, between, I think I had one sip of that two hours ago, but um I really, I really love cream soda. So it was, all that vanilla was nice. Um, the creamy and, and richness of it. I really like decadent bourbons. There is a little of that oak oakiness or, or, or just something that tweaks it a little bit, which if you could get rid of that little, I don't know if it's over oak or whatever happened in the process. I mean, it's still a very good bourbon. Um, notes of chocolate. I mean, it's not a bourbon. Uh, or oh, rye, excuse me. No, you know, a lot of notes of chocolate, you know, minty at times as well when I was drinking it, which I thought was cool, which I, I haven't had a lot of whiskeys that we've tried during this podcast that give you a, a minty flavor towards it. And it's not overbearing. I thought the finish was great. 
you know, you could have a sip five minutes ago and it's still there. I'm going to go an 8.4. It was very good. I really, I really liked it. Um, my sample's gone. I, I'm just a sucker for anything decadent, I think. And I had some Angels Envy Rye the other day. And probably like rescoring that, that would probably be at like a 9.5 for me now. I, I can't get over how good that bottle is. But this is, uh, this is really good. And we know MGP does a lot of good things for distilleries who source through them. But um, they should try to become a little more well-known with their own product because it's good. So eight, five, eight, five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8.9. Whoa. I, I really like this one, man. I just, I guess I just like MGP products. Um, that's not me. being you know, <laughs> that's not me pandering either. That's yeah. yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I just always seem to be rating them highly. And, um, some people may like poo poo that, but it is what it is. I mean, if they keep making good products, if everywhere I turn, there's another good MGP product, just is what it is. Um, I do agree with Ryan. Like I was saying earlier, there's some note at the end of it that it, it hits a little stale for me, but it, it does pass. It's not like that's the entire finish or anything, but that is the only thing keeping it from being in the ninth to me. Uh, otherwise, I was going to give it a 9.0. I wrestled with, I really think it's close to being a 9, but I couldn't quite get it in that range just because of that that one thing holding it back. And it's so elusive and hard for me to even describe what that is that I don't like, but I just know it's there, you know. But every other part of the experience, the nose, the immediate burst of flavor that you have once you start drinking it, all that is killer. I love the warmth afterwards. If it hasn't been such a warm kind of muggy few days recently, this is a perfect one to have in like the fall and the winter out on the deck or something like that. It's just, it really warms you up and gives you that nice feeling that it, it, it's everything you want in a ride. That's all I can say. Um, so it, yeah, definitely one to look out for 8.9. I mean, 55, 60 bucks too. Yeah. Well, it does say like SRP is 70. I think it's an 8.7. I think it's fantastic. I think that it's one that if you're a, if you're still strictly a bourbon drinker, this is one that you'll drink and you'll say, holy shit, this is really fucking good. It's not a rye that's spicy. It's got some spice to it. It's got the characteristics that many people appreciate from bourbon, the sweetness, the caramel flavors. But what you got to remember is most of those caramel flavors come from the barrel, not from the corn. So it's got those caramel flavors, but it's also got a lot of vanilla flavors. And it's got some apricot flavors, and it's got some tobacco, and it's got some oak. It's just a really, really killer whiskey so it's an 8.7 for me it's a if a store carries it they have it in stock it's never out of stock if somebody wants it and a store sells it it's always available it will never be allocated literally it will never be allocated because it's an mgp product they're the ones who source, they sell their shit to other people. So how are they going to run out of their, their own stuff, right? This is one you've 
got to drink. You've got to break out of that shell of bourbon and say, let me give this one a try. And even if the the label is a 5.0, grab it. You'll love it. It's so fucking good. And grab this one. Bottled and Bond, sure. Grab that one, too. It's good, too. And I think from even from a marketing standpoint, like from marketers, but also from suppliers, right? From the MGPs, the Luxcos, the Sazeracs, the Brown Foremans, right? And the distributors. We don't do a good enough job telling the consumer how good rye are and how you should drink rye. Nobody's talking about that. So, I mean, and if like you want to put your money where, you know, talking about bourbon shortages and all like and everything like that i'd probably put my money into the rye market of what's really going to take off you know we've we've had this 10-year boom it's not going to be like that forever but you're you're starting to see these novice whiskey drinkers become yeah they know what they're talking about now so eventually the hope is they're going to be rye drinkers after that you know the guy who played lane price in in mad men yeah what's his name uh give me a minute i'll think of it it's on the tip of my tongue jared harris Jared Harris, yes. His dad was Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore. Ah. Um, and Richard Harris, if you're ever bored. Fuck, you guys are good. <laughs> were you, you know Googling what's... that stuff when we were talking? Was that? Were you Googling those people when we were talking? So, that, you know, like the... so I'm not shitting you. You said, who was the guy that played Lane Price on Mad Men? And I Googled <laughs> Lane Price Mad Men. Before I could look over here and say Jared, see Jared Harris, Stephen said Jared Harris. 